Hello and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Chad. And I'm Evan. And today we are reviewing episode three in the Rings of Power. Wow, got off to a pretty strong start there with Arendir. Yeah, right away. In the worst possible situation. That was brutal. All of those so scenes. So brutal. And like, what is it with orcs leering in people's faces? <laughs> like every time <laughs> someone's like kind of delirious, they're like, ah, do that tongue waggle right in front of their face. It's like, man, you guys got any other moves? What I want to know is why in the Lord of the Rings and, and some other stuff too, but I've mostly noticed it in Lord of the Rings stuff. Why are all the evil characters Cockney British? <laughs> why? You want some? You want some? What about their legs? <laughs> they don't need those. They don't need some mm, taste. <laughs> Meat, meat's back on the menu, yeah, boys. I don't know what. I don't, I don't know. I wonder how like people in England with that accent feel about that. Because they're obviously not orcs. I mean, probably <laughs> a little worse than the Irish people feel about the dwarf thing. I know. I think there's just some, there's some <laughs> fantasy tropes we're still trying to get away from, maybe. Yeah. But it, I mean, it's it just it works, I guess. But um, yeah, they look pretty cool. They look kind of like old school, like I don't like a pre-orc. Yeah, and they're all, they've all, they've got different clothing on and stuff, and um, Neanderthal like, orc. Right, and you know, I th I like like the tunnel system thing that like mm -hmm. that all made a lot of sense and everything, and you know the fact that they can't go out into sunlight obviously became a huge factor and just really really cool. Arandir, let's just skip around the episode a little bit here. Yeah, this was like a an Arandir focus. Comes alive. Yeah, I mean, oh my god, it was that part at the very end where uh, his friend. Oh. flips that chain in like slow yeah. motion and takes out that or uh, there are was they, some are serious they chain skills i'm pretty sure they're orcs uh, they're like orcs are like the orc goblin equivalent like the equivalent yeah right. I, okay. I think like the seed um like the wolf to the um you know the the predecessors of right. you know, like at the chihuahua or whatever you know but they're like the original one and you know at the very end of the episode we get a blurred image of what appears to be a Oh, you think that's the Adar? Yeah, I mean, of course. Who else? I think could that's it be? yeah, that's yeah, that's Sauron. He just seems so like above hanging with the orcs, you know. It did seem weird that he would just be there, like in the tunnel. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's I don't not know. really. I don't know though. I don't. Do you know anything about the lore of the word Adar? No. I mean, but the chain fights, man, those are so cool. When he whips around and like whiplashes them with the yeah. like arc. Oh man, just like long range. Doc those are really attack. good. Yeah, when uh, when they pull Arendir back from the tree and he grabs that twig and flies through the <laughs> yeah. air and jams it in that orc's neck. I was like, that you was... got wanded. Well, and I thought it was like him kind of grasping at something and it wasn't working kind of thing. Oh. That's what I thought they were showing. But no, he put that twig to use. And I really, really <laughs> yeah, liked that did. a lot. And I kind of felt it was like the tree giving him the twig, you know? It was weird that um, it's hard to place names of people that have been in the show for like a collected five yeah. minutes like the leader of the garrison kind of the older elf it was weird how he was really dying on that this is a tree we're gonna have to go around it hill you know yeah. it was just like man <laughs> you're really just not in a position to i like i know your elves you really there, love there's trees. A time and a place for the tree right thing. i know it's just you're, they're not gonna listen to you man yeah. like just, if anything they're just gonna use it against you of course right yeah was not expecting him to get all shot up with arrows no nobody escaped either. did you notice yeah that? <laughs> yeah nobody escaped that warg this show got 
oh, a little dude, gruesome. The, like this, the word this... just went straight for the belly shot, dude. Two times, oh, two times, so rough. Yeah, the show kind of has surprised me a few times with how bloody and gruesome it uh-huh. can get. Um, they're taking a, a a page out of Game of Thrones book, and yeah, we got uh, Hal Brand over there snapping arms too. Like, whew. yeah, let's talk about Numenor. Yeah, I was okay. not expecting Numenor, and it was beautiful. beautiful. Oh my god, beautiful. Oh my god, I like when they're sailing in there. In my head, I was just like skybox, skybox, skybox. Yeah. Let's go, <laughs> and it it delivered. That was the it single coolest did. shot. Like when it zooms out of Numenor, and you can see all those houses and all those different levels to the, the city. Architecture. And wow, uh, wow, that was so really cool. good. I think I kind of have a better thumb on the pulse of why it's so easy to hate the elves, though. Because, like, regardless of how freaking dope a place is, they're always like, I remember when it was way better. And you're yeah. like, okay, but like, <laughs> cool. But, like, at the same time, this is pretty rad. You gotta admit. Um, it's funny. Like, <laughs> speaking like, of. I'm crying tears of sadness. Like, oh, God, you know. <laughs> speaking of the elves and how they have zero chill. Uh, Galadriel <laughs> has zero, zero chill. chill. Oh my god, they were in that throne room for like 25 seconds and she's already hurling insults and it's just like, yeah. Galadriel, this is not, you have to at least try to just, ah, uh, come on. Right, <laughs> like, like I get you're like a war leader, but maybe totally. just like a little bit of like conversation before we start throwing daggers. And also, you're like, let's look at your position here, which is not good. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, Galadriel obviously commands quite a bit of respect all over the place right but but numenor in this specific time with this <laughs> queen regent who is just clearly not okay with galadriel being there uh i don't know just like read the room galadriel yeah, like you know yeah. like, she's just like the elves gave it to you okay like not a time to be throwing like thousand year old history in people's faces i know so uh, man uh yeah it was kind of an episode that there was a lot of like Galadriel, and then there was a lot of like, all right, Hellbrand. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's talk about him a little bit. So he seems to be the king Aragorn? of the Southlands, kind of. I guess you could call it like an Aragorn type role. Um, even okay. though Aragorn's um, ancestors are in this show, Elendil and Isildur. Oh yeah, which was pretty cool, really interesting. Right, because Numenor becomes Gondor. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm um, kind of so or like. So Numenor was king of or whatever. Kind of, yeah, yeah, they're like descendants of uh, Numenor, kind of. Uh, at least as far as I'm aware, like Numenor is—it's kind of like Atlantis. You know what I mean? Okay. Like Numenor eventually sinks into the sea, uh, mm-hmm. and like disappears. Like the Dúnedain, which is the kind of like group that Aragorn is part of, uh, is descendant from Numenor, from the men of Numenor. Okay. Um, and then so like Elendil and Isildur are very, very important, obviously, to this entire story. And if, if you're listening and you don't remember who Elendil and Isildur are, um, Isildur is the person that cut the one ring from Sauron's hand. It doesn't destroy it when... Uh, and does not destroy it. Elrond's yeah. like, throw it in the fire! I am curious, though. Are we going to get to see Elrond and Isildur meet for the first time? That would be pretty I cool. I hope so. I bet you we will. I didn't really dig the Isildur, like Elendil, like family drama going yeah, on. Like I, I didn't I don't care, care about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I didn't care at all about it. And maybe we will care s- soon. But it was kind of like, all right, we're two and a half episodes in. I don't know. I'm seeing like, my I'm... boy uh, Aaron Deer over here fight for the first time. You guys can just like chill out. Like I don't even yeah. care. 
this was a this was a little bit of a lopsided episode for me for sure because I really liked the Galadriel parts. Uh, you know, looking up all the lore and everything like in the in that tower was really cool. Good visuals, like her getting a good grasp on what's going on in the Southlands. The whole thing with Halbrand, I really enjoyed all the Arandir stuff a lot. But the the Harfoot stuff just was pretty boring for the most so part. So boring. Like, oh my god. It's like, and the cart is the thing. Like, okay, two girls just pushed like a freaking huge ass dude up a hill the night before. <laughs> like, you can't, like, the whole family can't come together. And like, and then they're like, no, Harfoot gets left behind. And then like the next scene, he's like, and now we read off all the ones that fell behind last year and we literally left to die. Like, whoa. <laughs> like, brutal. And you broke our laws, so we were also... <laughs> totally down yeah. to let you behind too yeah that was kind of weird um yeah like they kind of revealed the little darker side you know every nomad uh group has got some some rules yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean it makes har- sense harfoot deaf left behind act <laughs> well i mean like how many times does nori's mom have to explain you know what i mean totally. it's not I mean, like nobody songs knows they're like preaching it dude, right but... yeah exactly so uh but i mean i did like their their weird little festival <laughs> yeah, and their <laughs> little travel was... troupe that's like super camo but like super singing at the same yeah, time that was pretty great. cool i liked all of that um good good costume design there mm-hmm. they didn't spend very much time on it either so it was fine but it was just like okay no but it was just like a very kind of i don't know there wasn't a lot of like movement or anything it was like mm-hmm. i liked i like uh eleanor like hiding in the wagon kind of thing was kind of funny i like yeah. poppy a lot poppy's really cool same when eleanor's like we have to help this big giant guy out and poppy's just like i don't want to help him right <laughs> you like, have to like, help him yeah i'm I doing am, this for I you don't and you blackmail do this me at every all. time yeah. um yeah poppy and eleanor's dynamic is really good honestly i wish that poppy and eleanor had just broken off in like the second episode and they were kind of doing their own thing like that would have been a lot more interesting than i mean i like the harfoots as a group but it's like i feel like the kind of whole gang of the harfoots can't really progress that much more like totally eleanor and poppy um are kind of they feel very separate and i feel like it's just it's just time to separate them you know yeah and i thought that's what they were doing with like the no harfoot left behind and i was like and the adventure begins and then i was like now they're keeping up like okay we had an out but maybe we'll have a more harfoot heavy episode next time and we'll get a lot more kind of like explanation of who this old guy really is like man that's that is the question of the hour three hours deep no nothing like I still kind of hold by like my hunch of Gandalf. I don't think it's Gandalf, um, and I could be obviously like 100 percent wrong. Um, this show. I just don't know the history. Yeah, I'm a little fuzzy on Second Age stuff too. I don't know if Gandalf really second comes age in. Second Age stuff. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, I'm just laughing. We're just nerds, extraordinaire. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Me too. Um, I think that this old guy might be one of the Blue Wizards. I don't know anything about them. Um, okay, so the the Blue Wizards are. There's five Astari, right? There's uh, Saruman, Gandalf, Radagast, and then mm-hmm. the two blue wizards who are named oh. uh, Alatar and Palando. Alatar and Palando, there's like barely anything on the two blue wizards, um, but I, they are a thing. So I think he might be one of them, but that's okay. just like my, it's, it's the only thing that I could think of that's like, who have we not seen? I mean, it could be Radagast. He's definitely it got could sort be of like, a, like, I got leaves in my hair sort of vibe. Yeah, and you know, that would be pretty interesting for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's Gandalf. It could be Saruman, but I don't think it's Saruman either. I just, for some He's reason, I just good. really, I really don't think it's Gandalf. 
I don't know why. I think you're right. I think we're supposed to think it's Gandalf. But then they're going to trick us, and it's going to be Radagast. I'd be very pleasantly surprised if it was Gandalf. That'd be really cool. I just don't see Gandalf coming in not knowing the language and like starting off all dirty like that. You know, he's always been so (laughs) regal of a creature. Um, I mean, Gandalf the Grey, you know, he's down, he's down and dirty drinking and lighting off fireworks and stuff. But yeah, I mean, it could be. Can't talk to bugs. <laughs> Gandalf can't talk. Gandalf can talk to moths. That's not true. Yeah, yeah, they got the moth yeah. thing. No, no, yeah. I said he can talk to bugs. Oh, he can talk to bugs. Yeah. Okay, I thought you said Gandalf can't talk to bugs. Oh and no, I was no. Like, what are you talking about? He did his little fist clench catch of the moth at the tower. I think they would have. They would have shown something. You know what I mean? Like they would have given us some kind of hint that it was Gandalf by now. I would have pulled like a staff out of the tree yeah, or something. I'm really interested to see who this is. That's probably, in my opinion, like one of the biggest mysteries right now. Mm-hmm. Like who this old guy is. So obviously the orcs are searching for the weapon that the kid has, right? That's like for surely my uh, correct assumption. I would imagine that because they're headed that like way. they're looking for something. Right. Yeah. You know? Uh, why digging. was it in that house in the first episode i, I don't know like yeah. was it the kids i kind of thought that it would they were like breaking into a neighbor's house and it was like old man is like broken axe that he doesn't want the kids to play with or something yeah that's really odd i don't know why it's just in there yeah yeah maybe they'll go back know. and like show some like show something we didn't see any of bronwyn you're right we didn't yeah we have no idea what like the fate of the um civilians are they ran off to the elves i'm assuming and i think i think she's gonna like rally them maybe there'll be like a struggle with her like trying to rally and convince and they're like stupid human i don't wait what do you mean stupid human like if when she hits the elves because i'm assuming that her and all the civilians are going to go to the elfish fortress or the yeah, town or whatever maybe, and yeah, then I they'll, she's going to try to convince them like oh, your boy is taken and they're okay, going to be like yeah, no human yeah yeah um because i could see that coming I was surprised that there wasn't any Bronwyn scenes because, it, you know, if yours and my assumption is correct that these orcs are looking for the, what is it, like a sword hilt or something? Yeah, the sword that hilt is? that uh, becomes the sword when it's drinking blood. Yeah. Um, if they're looking for that, then, I mean, just at least placing them and showing and reminding us, you know, kind of like Bronwyn. Yeah. And, what's, what's her son's name? Theo or something? I don't know her son's name. I never got oh. that. But yeah, that would have been cool. I just thought, I don't know. I like Bronwyn. It would have been cool to yeah, see. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it would have been cool like, to see her. What are they doing? Again. They must have arrived at the orc place know. by now. That was, that was strange. The, the elf place. Yeah, that was a little strange. Another thing too is like, what are Elrond and Gilgalad doing? Like, where is everybody? <laughs> I, I don't know. They're at the like the town of the smithies. Yeah. Like smithing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is Elrond still in Casa Doom? We didn't see any more dwarves either. Like, I this know. Was we like... even got the dwarf theme music at one point, and then it was to the Harrowfits, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, I, I was kind know. of upset. This will probably make more sense as we get more episodes, obviously, and it'll feel like more, more of like one big cohesive thing. Because mm-hmm. like even in stuff like uh, Game of Thrones and The Witcher and stuff, they don't hit like every single storyline. Right. I mean, the first time. couple episodes of Friends were a little iffy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> No, a lot of the seasons of Friends are pretty Oh, iffy. no, dude. Everyone after that was like a home run. <laughs> um, fuck, what was I going to say? You, oh, man, Definitely you. not going to be drinking um, any chuckle evil orc juice, though. He's like, no, it's totally good. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Like, that was the most intense water drinking scene I've ever straight seen. Straight up. <laughs> I was, I was like, like okay, poison, obviously something bad is going to happen. Right. <laughs> he was like, I'll watch it like chuckling at his buddies. Like, unfortunately, the, the orcs are such 
idiot like bad guys because they are so evil like they're not even like we're on the side of the good <laughs> like the document that galadriel was reading out of right i wanted to talk like, to you about that go ahead okay go ahead, what did go it, ahead. well i have it, my quotes here it says it says like something about what were they in the evil in a place that evil will not only dwell but it will thrive it's like that's like from the bad people writing like they don't even think and we'll take out the other evil like no no they re- fully recognize like now nah, we're the bad ones <laughs> for sure like double down and evil i mean <laughs> yeah. uh to be totally fair um i mean like morgoth is evil incarnate you know what i mean (laughs) like morgoth is like the discordant harmony you know so like the unambiguously evil evil of the legendarium (laughs) and stuff like that kind of has like it has roots in something that makes sense but it is just weird like narratively you know what i mean it's just like we're so used to black white world yeah and we're so used to having um subverted the trope of the unambiguously uh evil kind of like antagonists that um we almost like it's it's just a little jarring sometimes when it's just like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like we're all ugly and the evil. mushroom twisty evil. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think um, hopefully uh, Sauron has some speaking roles. That would yeah. be really cool. I, I mean, like if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, let's do it. You know, like have him talk, have him be. Yeah, you know, because when he was with um, Caleb Rimbor making the rings, he didn't look like evil like seven foot tall metal demon thing he didn't look like the shrike from hyperion or anything it was like uh he, he, he looked like an elf. body yeah he looked like an elf pretty much he had disguised yeah, he was himself. like voldemort stage one yeah so um i think he was actually like really beautiful yeah i think he was too it's like a playoff of like how satan in the bible is like beautiful you know i think his elvish name is like anatar or something like that i can't remember what it is but he had an elvish name but yeah, uh, Sauron in the fourth episode of this show would be great. That would be yeah. really interesting for sure. Uh, I'm excited for the next episode. Um, it would be really nice to get some more information on this old guy that's with the Harfoots. I want a nice, like, Eleanor and Poppy and this old guy heavy episode. Quest. We've had a lot of Galadriel. We've had a lot of Arondir, even though I want more Arondir, because Arondir is the coolest character He's in this coolest. whole show. Yeah. Like, easily, yeah. easily. He's just i mean from the second he caught that fist in the first episode i was just like that's the coolest character in this show yep. you know um, i would like to see some more of elrond though you know um yeah elrond's such an important elf and it's just it'd be nice to see more of elrond it, 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 like in or out of casa doom preferably in casa doom i want to go back to the dwarves personally yeah, what about you? Me too. oh well the dwarves were definitely my favorite when i saw them immediately like well i got i, I want to say that my favorite like almost ever bit of just scenery was seeing Kaza Doom for the first time, but man, it was pretty much rivaled by seeing Numenor this yeah. episode. Yeah. That was so cool. But yeah, I really want to go see the. I want to learn about Elrond's history with the Prince Durin and like where why they're brothers and what they found and who the old man is and Arendir yeah. whooping Orkish. Uh, Adar or whatever Adar is I'd like to see that thing and I man I'm like so trepidatious going into Sauron talking yeah. it's like he's such yeah. a good bad guy because he's like the bad guy that you've never seen you know it's like you can put just like all of the things every person sees him differently because we all fear different things and you can kind of he's just like a fear placeholder and right. so as soon as he starts talking it kind of ruins a little mystique unless it's done really well so I hope it's done really well 
I don't know. I guess we'll see. I mean, we're only four episodes deep. Uh, I guess three right now, but we will be four episodes deep by the time that we talk again. I like this show a lot. It's really settling into its own. It feels like its own thing already. When it ends, I'm like, oh, man. Right. Yeah. It's kind of got the same effect as like, a you know, your Game of Thrones or your Witcher where it's like, yeah. oh, wow, that episode ended. Totally. Um, Just wasn't really expecting the credits and uh, an hour yeah. and 10 minutes went by. And any of the things that I make fun of, it's just like not enough to tear me out of the show. They're just like chuckle worthy. And I got to, you know. Right. I mean, like I'd say like my biggest critique of the show at this point is that it's just it's just kind of jumping around a lot. There's a lot of storylines already. Um, yes. Adding in the Isildur Elendil thing was just like a lot on top of a lot already. Totally. Um, like I <laughs> like uh, Isildur, you have to be on that ship for your sea trials. It's just like, okay, like wait, well. what sea trials? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean. I did like that, that sentiment, and that's what this is what we'll close the episode with, everybody. But uh, the sea is always right. The sea is always right. I'm gonna I'm gonna beat you and end it with one more. The tallest of the milkweeds gets snipped. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to our recap for episode three of The Rings of Power. Looking forward to being here again with you next week when we cover episode four. Thank you so much for listening, and of course, happy reading. Bye, everybody.